This is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Ying. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a. Good morning, Charlemagne. Angela Yee. Angela Yee can't hear right now. My headphones weren't working. There you go. I think she's in now. Charlemagne, can you go, Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. It is Thursday. Do I sound good? I sound good. Yeah, you okay. Yeah, a little foggy a little bit, but that's okay. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? Man, my mic is on. Hold on. All right, let me get my bearings. She's getting her life together. Now, um, shout to uh, my son's uh, high school. They had a game yesterday. It was about an hour and 45-minute drive away. I got to the game late, right? So the first quarter, they were up like 30 nothing. So because they were up so much, my son only got to play like a couple of drives, and they took him out because they didn't want to hurt him for the next game, so I missed the whole game. Uh, I didn't get the same play at all. Well, I'm sorry to hear well, that. I thought that counts. At least you tried to get out there. Yeah. At least they won. He's like, Dad, you see my touchdown? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was a long run. He's you like, lied? No, it was. He was like, it was a five-yard run. I was like, I didn't see it. I was at the car parking. Sheesh. Well, I was, um, I got stuck in the rain yesterday. I left this restaurant. I was with my realtor. Shout out to my girl, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. And I walked out of the restaurant, and it was fine. No problems. And then two seconds later, it just started pouring down. We got soaked in the rain. Aw. Yeah. Aw. It's crazy here in New York, and I, I know all over the, the U.S., but it was like 90 degrees the other day. And 90, then, 92 degrees yesterday, and now today is 55 degrees. Yeah, that's how people get the, sick. The earth don't give a damn about us no more, Mm-mm. okay? Everybody talking about climate change and all this other stuff, and let's reverse the effects of climate change. When the earth is growing and the earth is evolving and the, uh, the, the earth can rebel against you, you do know that, right? All of that. That people act like the earth isn't a living organism. It absolutely is. And also, uh, shout out to collegecareclub.com. They sent me a package of HU stuff. Like, they sent me a Hampton University hat, Hampton University uh, scarf, uh, glass, some decals, some real cool stuff. I'm going to share it with our uh, our boss, our program director, uh, Thea Mitchum. She also went to Hampton University. I'm going to give her some of this cool HBCU. stuff. HBCU. That's right. So, shout out to the real HU, Hampton University. I appreciate that stuff. All right. Now, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? I mean, we have to talk about ex-cop Amber Geiger. She was sentenced. And we'll tell you what that sentence is and what the family's reaction was. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Amber Geiger, the former Dallas police officer who killed Botham Jean. She is now sentenced to 10 years. She'll be eligible for parole in five years. Now, according to... Uh, the district attorney, they said the office is very pleased with the verdict. And if they were concerned about the 10-year sentence, this Dallas district attorney, John Cruzo, said that though he personally expected a longer sentence, he respected the jury's decision. He said we're going to move on and Botham's family is moving on as well. Uh, actually, Botham's brother, Brant Jean, gave his victim's impact statement and spoke directly to Amber Geiger and said this. I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, 
He will forgive you. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. I don't know if this is possible, but can can I give her a hug, please? Now, both That's these real. family members also burst into tears, and even the judge, who was black, uh, Tammy Kemp, was moved by his statements and also gave Amber Geiger a hug as well. And y'all think that's normal? What part of it? When have you ever seen a judge get off a bench and hug somebody she just sentenced? Especially somebody who just committed a murder. When have you ever seen that? When have you ever seen a police officer rubbing uh, a murderer's hair in court to calm them down? When I've, have you ever I've, seen that? I've never seen that, but it's a, it's a different situation. I mean... I don't, How is it different? Because I, I don't think she intentionally tried to kill that man. I think man. It, I really think it was an accident, and I think the fact that her brother forgave makes her brother bigger than anybody in the situation. I think the judge is reacting to her the brother's statement, absolutely the statement. Man, I think, I think that's Christianity's impact on the African descendants of slaves, okay? That's what I think. I think people don't realize religion was, was, was put here to control us and keep us from rebelling against our, our oppressors. No, I think if you that... Look at, if you look at a scripture like Ephesians 6, 5, it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, just as you would obey God. And this is what happens when you worship a white Jesus. You'll never rebel against any master that appears in the physical form of your oppressors. That well, was crazy. I, I, I wouldn't tell Brand. I would never tell Brand how to react to what happened to his own brother. But here's what Amber... Let's let's listen to what Amber Geiger had to say while she was on the stand. Why did you fire? I was scared. Whoever was inside my apartment was going to kill me. (laughs) And I'm sorry. I have to live with that every single day. Can you imagine Mr. Jean's perspective? An intruder barging into his apartment? Somebody on the other side of that door being you going in with the purpose of finding the threat and taking care of it? Can't you imagine that being a little bit scarier than you just being alone at the moment? Yes, sir, I can. All right, so uh, she also said that she does wish that it was her who was the person that gotten killed. I'm going to tell you something. Black people, we don't never... I feel like a piece of crap. I hate that I I have to live with this every single time. And I ask God for forgiveness. And I hate myself every single day. I feel like I don't deserve the chance to be with my family and friends. <laughs> I wish he was the one with the gun that killed me. They also read some of her text messages from last year that she was having with the married officer that she was uh, and her former police partner mm-hmm. with whom she was also having an affair. And she said, uh, damn, I was at this... Oh, he said, I was at this area with five different black officers. Not racist, but damn. And she said, not racist, but just have a different way of working. And it shows. Uh, she also was in a, a group text message, and they were talking about the Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade back in January of 2015. One person said, when does this end? LOL. And she said, when MLK is dead. Oh, wait. So those are some yeah. of the old messages that they read in court. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you heard the audio. Can you hear the, can you hear the audio, Charlemagne? No, but oh. I listened to it yesterday. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, because we were, you were talking over the audio. That's why we brought you down a second. We got to fix this. There's, there's a lot going on. But that's front page news, and we'll talk about it more next hour, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Bobby. What's up, Bobby? Get it off your chest. Yeah. My neighbors on blast do every time since they moved in. I go to leave, cars blocked in. I go to come home, my car's blocked out. They keep having all their boys parking in my driveway. Hmm, so what you gonna do? Um, I don't know. Maybe put some box down at the front of the driveway. Where you from? Some flats. <laughs> North Jersey. Why don't you get the car towed? I don't know. I didn't think of it. Well, you know what you do? Do what we do in Brooklyn and Queens. We just put garbage cans in front of our parking spots or driveways so nobody can do that. Yeah, if they don't really garbage cans in front of their drive. I'm looking for other ways to get back, though. All right, man. I, I, I can't help you, brother. And your phone sounds crazy. Though. That's all you got to do. Hello, who's this? Hey, uh, what's going on? Envy, it's Rick from Brooklyn. Rick, what's up, man? Get off your chest. Good morning, Charlamagne. Yo, good morning, Angela. For good one, morning. I'm in agreement with Charlamagne 100%, bro. Like, Charlamagne, how could this dude be hugging the lady that killed his brother and forgiving her, and the trial was just, just done? Like, this is some brainwashing of to the next level that I don't it's understand. Unbelievable. I don't think it's like, brainwashing. I just think he's a bigger person. Is, he forgives bro. the situation. Envy, you know what it is too, Envy? Like, we were talking, well, you guys were talking earlier in the week about how sometimes these cases are significant, right? And like, if we're just going to be forgiving them every time they kill us, like, you know what I mean? They, she came into this dude's apartment and killed him and we're just going to be like, all right, it's okay. What, that, what, does, what kind of precedent does that set for the next person that's coming? They, they was comforting her like she was every the victim. Every time we they... do something like that, we be giving them a chance. They don't be giving us no chance. But uh, why, why are we going to tell that man's family member, his brother, how he should have reacted? Well, if he feels Listen. that way, he should keep it to himself. Cause he why? Doesn't know why can't he do, he can do what he wants to do? He That's wants his to family. And Nobody's going to tell me how to grieve any of my family members. Your crew, you got crew in background. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that all his family right now is tight with him. Because he's out here telling people that he forgives the lady that killed his brother. That's crazy. Well, he said that. That's, he said that on the and stand. And he's doing that in public in front of he everybody. If you feel he like said that, that on the stand. Now a, your emotion is, is, is superseding the rest of your family. Now they don't get to grieve how they want to grieve. They could grieve how they want to grieve. That's the way he grieves. That's his brother. If he feels yeah, that nah, way, that's bro, the way that's that he feels. Listen, when somebody, when somebody very close to you gets killed, I don't know how I would react. I don't know what I would do or what I would say. So in that like moment... That, that just how that's just how he reacted in that I moment. Know, Maybe I, he doesn't I, feel like that now. I don't know. Listen, if you choose to forgive, that's on you. But let's not act like Amber Guy is the victim because she's not at all. They were hugging her and comforting her like she was the victim, like she was a member of the victim's family. Yeah, like no, she didn't kill that man. She's definitely not the victim, but she did they kill that man. Like it. Yo, Envy, let me ask you a question. Yes. When you ever seen a judge walk off a bench and hug a hug a person they just sentenced? I don't. When? I don't. I don't really watch too many judge sentence people. I'll be honest with you, but. I don't know. I mean, it, it was odd. It was weird, but... When you ever seen a police officer rub a victim's hair in the courtroom to calm them down? It's a, it's Bro, a, that, is some, that is some, some slave-loving massive stuff right there if I've ever seen it. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Kurt, what's up? Get off your chest, Kurt. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, yo, um, I just want to say uh, thanks, Angela Yee, for hosting that, uh, the club, the, the running club. We run 313 this Sunday. 
I'm going to be there. Oh, yes. Oh. So in Detroit, we are doing the running club. I'm going to go and run with these guys, the 313, run with ye and the 313. So that's going to be fun. What? It's a two-mile run, so anybody that wants to come can come out and join us, too. Straight out. So um, anyone that wants to come, we enjoy it. Well, I ain't even going to lie. I ain't going to front like I actually been there. Like, I run by my house, and mm-hmm. because of the circumstances, I haven't been able to run with the club yet, but I do support the club 100% what they're doing for, um, for our people and everything like that. So, like I said, thanks to Angela Yee, and you guys, uh, y'all take it easy. All righty. Hello, who's this? Man, this is Johnny. Uh, before you want to go, can I give a shout-out? And I do want to talk about the story for yesterday. I want to give a shout-out to Ms., my little homie, A.B., for taking care of me while we were out there. But I do want to talk about the situation. Yesterday, you said uh, they gave that issue, the stories, uh, to the black community. I felt like if that guy would have been aggressive to the situation... They would have some leverage, but man, I just can't see how you can shoot someone eating ice cream. I mean, it's just—I just find it so wrong, and it's—and it's just sad. Yeah, okay. definitely a sad, it definitely is really sad, sad situation. It's a tragic story. story. Yes, ma'am. But I, I feel like uh, if that guy would have retaliated or, or been aggressive about it, this, they tried the. They would have tried to use something against them and try to turn this whole story around. Man, if even that man would have shot back at that lady. The property, but that's, if, that's the way I feel about it. If, if he'd have shot back at that lady when she did that, he'd be in jail. He'd be, he'd be the one on trial right I don't now. think he'd be in jail if somebody went, ran up in his house. I don't think he'd you be in jail crazy. at all. I, I guarantee no. it. I don't think so at all. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Jamie from Jacksonville. Hey, Jamie, good morning. Um, um What I need to get off my chest is I agree with Lil Duval when he said on um, on Instagram that he would not forgive his family members if they hugged a person and that he would hunt them the rest of their life because if it was me, I would do the same thing. Wow. I don't think you can tell I people how to forgive them. somebody on how to run their life and how to move in their yeah, life. Yeah, you just have to worry about what you're going to do and how you feel, but how someone else feels and reacts, that's not really our business. Listen, man, like well, I said, I'm you... saying that, but I'm saying as the brother of someone that sat there and intentionally shot somebody in their home that I just couldn't see myself saying that it's okay for you to do that. Yeah, I will forgive in the sense of I will let it go, but I'm not saying that it's okay for you just not to get any time for that or that I forgive you and I hope you do better because I probably wouldn't. Uh, that's you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's your personal reaction. Life. I mean, he might, a lot of times forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for the other person. It's for you. But do you really forgive somebody? Because it's going to come back and you're going, you're going to still have those feelings later you on can. again. You can. You it doesn't mean that you can't have feelings about it. Because when, when it comes to her getting on getting parole, they're going to use this in order to get her out early in five years. Right. I mean, he probably forgives her because he doesn't want that burden on himself of hatred, of anger. And he's just had to forgive it and let it go for himself. And that's what really forgiveness is about. It ain't like uh, for the other person. That is supposed to be for you. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred. Hey, let me ask you a question though. You don't think this has anything to do with the long, with the long term uh, effects of slavery, like how we love our, our oppressors regardless of what they do to us, and it, and it only seems like we forgive white people. We we cancel each other, but we so quick to forgive them no matter what they do to us. Like nobody thinks it was remotely strange all the actions that happened in this courtroom. Whether the brother wants to forgive him or not, cool. But the judge getting off the stand and hugging her. I'm, police officer rubbing her hair in the courtroom. Like, none of that looks strange to y'all. I mean, I think black people forgive very, very fast regardless of, of what, what, no, what the not, situation not, not is. not each other. No, we don't. We cancel and, each other. And I, think it, and I think in this situation, that's so sad. I don't I don't necessarily think she intentionally went in that apartment and said, I'm going to kill me a n***. <laughs> 
today. I don't think she did that. I think it was more of an accident. I think it was an accident. Yes, there's so many different things. Well, she should have known the apartment was. She should have turned on the light. The apartment weren't the same. Regardless, she killed that man, and I don't believe it was on purpose. So what's that mean? So that means she shouldn't get no time? I didn't say she shouldn't get no time. Oh, I'm about, I'm about to say, because vehicular homicide in a lot of cases is an accident, too. They still put you under the jail for that? Right, absolutely. But it, I don't think she necessarily did it on purpose, and I think if the family wants to forgive, the family wants to forgive. And well, I, you know, we can't say the family. Well, the, the, brother the, brother. Said on the, stand, the brother said on the stand verbatim that his family's going to be mad at him for saying it. The brother. And I, and I think, like he said, that forgiveness is for him. That forgiveness is for him. That's, that's what he needs to put out there in the world and the energy that he wants to put out. And you can't tell anybody how to forgive. I'm yeah, not. Just, I'm not a forgiver. That's just me. That's my person. But the fact that he can forgive, that shows that man is a a, a big person. Because I couldn't do it, but he did it, and I respect it. Yeah, I just don't like people acting like Amber Gaga is a victim because she's not a victim at she's all. She's not a victim at all. Not she, even a little bit. She made they a mistake. Made, they, they made her seem like she was a member of the family grieving yesterday, as if somebody in her family got accidentally killed. That's, get, how, that's how they were acting. Well, well I am glad that she was convicted and that she was sentenced. And I do wish she would have gotten a longer sentence than she did because she is eligible for parole after five years. But I also feel like if that's how both of them, John's brother reacted, that's his reaction. And I think she got a good sentence, my personal. I think she got a good sentence. Like I said, nah. if she intentionally want to kill somebody, then yes. But the fact that it was an accident, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think you put somebody in bars for all their life for, 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 for having an accident. I, I, that's me personally. That's not all their life, but yeah, I mean, they, 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 people want her to get ninety nine years. People want her to get a life sentence. I don't feel like you put somebody in jail for an accident. That's just me personally. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's my thoughts. But anyway, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we told you yesterday about Matthew Knowles going on Good Morning America. And we'll tell you what he had to say about breast cancer and what he's been dealing with and spreading some knowledge. And Michael Strahan reveals some things about himself as well. All right. Hit us up. The rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, hey, morning everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Matthew Knowles. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Matthew Knowles sat down with Michael Strahan on Good Morning America and talked about his own story about finding out that he has breast cancer. He also wanted to talk about the stigmas attached to male breast cancer, and he wants to inspire more men to speak out about that. Now, here's what he had to say about his diagnosis. Whoa. That's Shug. That's And then the I baby. told my wife, and she says, you know what? I saw a dot of blood on the sheets. So I immediately went to my doctor. I got a mammogram, and then it was very clear that I had breast cancer. So I have that BRCA2 that's mutated, which means I have four things to be concerned about. Prostate cancer, mm -hmm. pancreatic cancer, melanoma, and breast cancer. Yeah, initially he had some blood on his T-shirt. And then his wife said she saw a dot of blood on the sheet, and so that's why he felt he had to go to the doctor. Now he goes on uh, to talk about just being a man and having breast cancer and making sure that um, his family knows and all of that. Wow. This is genetics. It also means that my kids have a higher chance, a higher risk. Even my grandkids have a, a, a higher risk. And they handle it like they should. They went and got the test. Now, fortunately, Matthew Knowles is doing well, and he gave everybody an update on his current health situation. 
I'm doing really good, Michael. I uh, had my surgery the last week of July, mm -hmm. and now I'm doing all the steps for recovery. I stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just have a clean bill of health, do things, exercise, uh, meditate. Now, he also was on TMZ Live, and he said that he plans to remove his second breast in January. And uh, interestingly enough, Michael Strahan had his own situation with a family member who had breast cancer as well, who's a man. I had no idea about this until my brother went and went through it, and I thought, whoa, male breast cancer, something I never thought in my family, my brother, anything like that, and I never really paid attention to it. I think like most men out there, you just deal with something happening, and you say, oh, I'll be fine. Right. Well, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of male breast cancer because I didn't think males could get breast cancer simply because males don't have breasts. Yeah, it's but just a lot more do. rare. It's less than one yeah, percent of, of all breast cancer cases involve men. And the fact that he has to to remove, mm -hmm. I never heard of that either. Yeah, less oh, than just one because he has to remove the cancer. Mm -hmm. Oh, just another thing to put on my list to give me anxiety. Yeah, I was thinking the same okay. thing. I'm looking at my t-shirts like I hope me I don't too. Feel I'm touching my t I'm touching my chest right now. Like, what the hell is going on? I'm just am I do I got to feel for lumps? No, no lumps. That uh, it's not lumps? What is no, it? What's no. the signs of male breast cancer? Eddie, our producer, said you got to feel the nipple and the areola, right? And you got to feel that and look for bumps. But now you're going to just see me randomly rub on my nipple and say, this guy really is a freak. That sea moss ain't no joke, clearly. All mm -hmm. right, now let's talk R. Kelly. A judge has denied his request to get out of jail. They feel like he is a flight risk. They said earlier this year when he was released on bail, he tried to travel to Dubai with his two girlfriends, and they had went and got their own passports and did all of that. So they also feel like with all this intimidating witnesses and and everything, they just didn't feel like it was the safest thing to do. So they did deny letting him out of jail on bail right now. And even though they're saying that he's broke, according to prosecutors, they are accusing him of putting away money in one of his friend's bank accounts. So they said, according to uh, the prosecutors, that he continues to receive hundreds of thousands of dollars in connection with royalties that he's owed for his music. And I guess he's trying to hide that money. What if so, they let him out on bail, but they told him they had to chemically castrate him until until uh, while he was out? Well, I mean, you can't do that. Because then if he's fine, oh, yeah, found he's not, not guilty, you can't put it back. You're right. <laughs> so there's nothing you can do to temporary, like, you know, no. castrate him? Well, they're not letting him out. That's what they can do. Well, don't they have the, the hey. thing, the chain, where they can put the chain on the whole crotch area? You talking about what? a chastity belt? That's what it's called? I think that's I feel what like he about. can break out of that. Is it called a chastity belt? Yeah, yeah, a white camera guy said yes. All right, Chris Rock, uh, Envy. Now, this might be why Chris Rock had some issues with you. Did you know that he was a DJ before he was a comedian? Nope, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he wrote the foreword for a new book of photos of the Beastie Boys and Run DMC. It's called Together Forever. And he said, I was a DJ way before I told jokes. Run DMC's Sucker MCs taught me a lot about controlling the audience. I learned things about control and timing from playing the record at block parties that I use to this day. So. Better hope Chris Rock don't come out of retirement, Envy. It makes sense, because he, I mean, he loves the DJs. He always talks about DJs and some you. of his favorite DJs. I mean, me and Chris better, is cool you, now. You, you better hope he don't come out of retirement, okay, and start <laughs> taking Envy the jobs out of spite. I don't know fake right. beef with Chris Rock. We just have words. We good now. No <laughs> men have one words. One second, Chris Rock can't take all your jobs out of spite. What's his DJ okay. name going to be? DJ Pookie? What's his no, DJ name going to be? DJ Chris Rock. <laughs> DJ Chris will Rock. hire him over you any day. Chris Rock rocks the party. What, what if his name was DJ? And nobody's going to come to your show. What if his name was DJ Envy envies me. That's Ooh. a long name. That's too long. <laughs> you can't get an Instagram hey, page for that. Ask Eddie what I'm supposed to be uh, looking for on my nipples when I'm rubbing them. What he am said, I looking for? What is he looking for on his nipples? Discharge. Discharge. 
Yeah, do you have any discharge? Yeah, do you have any discharge on your shirt? He said, it, and Matthew knows that he had a dot of blood on his shirt, and that's oh, an, and yeah. then a dot of blood on his sheets. What about hair? He, he said he has hair on his nipples. Is that fine? I don't Eddie? have no hair on my nipples. <laughs> I don't even doing. have hair on my chest. I'm not a hairy guy. That would definitely take me to the doctor if I was a man and I was bleeding out my nipples. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, yes. All yes. right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. Okay. Thank you, Yee. So, uh, just to give you a uh, discharge from your nipple, a painless lump or thickening in your breast tissue. Changes to the skin covering your breast, such as dimpling, puckering, redness, or scaling. 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 Yes. Changes to your nipples, such as redness or uh, a nipple that begin to turn inward. So, question. If your nipple bleeds, and that's a, that could be a symptom of uh, breast cancer. If your butt bleeds, is that a symptom of prostate cancer? Why, is your butt bleeding? You should go no. get that check, bro. I'm just yeah. asking. You should go like get that check. in your stool. You should go get that check. All right. Well, we just found out something new today. But we got front pages when we come back. If I had blood in my stool, I'd be asking y'all. You I, would? I'd have been, I'd have went, matter of fact, I'd have went to the doctor already and been telling y'all, hey, man, I got blood in my stool. Our first question would be, what did you do last night? Well, All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about Donald Trump and front page news. He got very uh, upset as he was being questioned, and you'll find this interesting. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, tonight, there is an NFL game. Who's playing? Rams, Seahawks, all right? I don't know. Um, what, what are their records? Do we know their records? No? Charlamagne, you know their records, the Rams or the Seahawks? Rams and Seahawks, I think the Rams are three and one. I think the Seahawks might be three and one, too. Let me see. Okay, so it should be a good game tonight. Now, Yee, what else are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about Donald Trump. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, he did two appearances yesterday, and you can tell he's extremely bothered. He was at an East Room press conference, and as he was facing questions about what's going on with U Ukraine and his predicament, uh, he was being questioned by Jeff Mason from Reuters, one reporter, and here's what happened. The question, sir, was what did you want President Zelensky to do about Pre Vice President Biden and his son, Hunter? Are you talking to me? Yeah, it was just a follow-up <laughs> of what I just asked you, sir. You ready? We have the President of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you. Did you hear what me? Did you, want did you hear me? It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media that we have in this country. And I say, in many cases, the corrupt media. Yeah, Did you hear me? Crazy. I am your fascist boss, <laughs> and I suppress the media. Okay? That's what I do. He's crazy. Next question. Sheesh. Right. So he still never answered the question. Did you hear me? He just you don't got have upset. to answer the question. Continue on. <laughs> He's the president of the United States of America. The fastest president of the United States of America. You don't ask a question that the press ask. How dare you? All right, Bernie Sanders, he has been hospitalized for a blocked artery and he has canceled campaign events. He also posted, thanks for all the well wishes. I'm feeling good. I'm fortunate to have good health care and great doctors and nurses helping me to recover. None of us knows when a emer medical emergency might affect us and no one should fear going bankrupt if it does. Uh, Medicare for all. So <laughs> that was his statement that he posted yesterday. I, I rock with Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie Sanders a lot, man. But for anybody who... Is, is practicing ageism and they think Bernie Sanders too old. This this didn't this didn't help uh, dispute their feelings. I mean, it might make you feel a little way. Absolutely, yeah, uh, a little. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you like you know what, Granddad. I think you might need to sit down, man, because the pressures of being president of, are, are, are a lot. Are it real. might be too. It might be too much on your heart. So. Absolutely. All right, an ex Dallas cop, Amber Geiger. She has been sentenced, and she was sentenced to ten years. That was for killing Botham Jean. She walked into his apartment allegedly by accident and shot and killed him. 
So, as she was sentenced, she's, a, she's by the way, the third officer in Dallas County to be found guilty of murder since 2016. Uh, a lot of things happened in court. Jurors were shown three Pinterest posts that she saved on her account and commented there was a picture of a military sniper with a text that said, stay low, go fast, kill first, die last, one shot, one kill, no luck, all skill. And then there's another picture that she commented on under a picture of a minion from Despicable Me. She said, people are so ungrateful. No one ever thanks me for having the patience not to kill them. These things were all read in court as well as some comments that she made about Martin Luther King Jr. and not wanting to have to work, the parade, and so on and so forth. Now, after the 10-year murder sentence was read, that's when Botham Jean's brother actually spoke and gave his statement. I forgive you and... I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I personally want the best for you. And I I wasn't going to ever say this in front of anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? He did give her a hug, oh, and all of his family mm-hmm. members burst into tears uh, after that. And even the judge, Tammy Kemp, who's also black, was moved and went to embrace Amber Geiger as well. And y'all think that's normal? <sighs> what part of it normal? Him forgiving? Just the whole thing. You think it's normal for us? You know, for him to do that, for the judge to get off the bench and come hug the woman, for the other police officer to be in there rubbing the woman's hair, comforting her, y'all think that's normal? None of that's normal. None of that's normal at all. I think that brother can forgive all he wants, do whatever it takes to make yourself feel better. But let's be clear, what comes out your mouth and what you really feel on the inside in a situation like that rarely line up. And I don't know how his brother felt. All I'm saying is when I see the judge get off the bench and hug her and hand her a Bible and I see another black woman officer rubbing her hair in court to comfort her, I can't help but see situations like this and think to myself, this is the effects of Christian slaveholders using the Bible to justify slavery. Like they would whip our ass, abuse us, rape us, persecute us, and then tell us to forgive them because not forgiving them would make God punish us. What type of backwards-ass logic is that? Well, we always talk empathy, right? We always talk about forgiving. We always talk about feeling somebody, right? And in this situation, I don't think this lady went in that apartment trying to kill that brother. I honestly don't. I think it was an accident. I think it was a mistake. So the fact that her, her his brother said, look, I forgive you. You know, I, I forgive you. I, you know, and forgiveness is not for the person. It's, it's for how he feels. It's for yourself. So I think for as yeah, far as empathy, but, I think people the, have empathy for and that And the woman. judge did hug the Jean family first, and Amber Geiger actually got up and went to hug the judge, and the judge kind of paused first, like didn't know what to do, and that's when she did hug her. It wasn't mm. like she ran over and just hugged her. She hugged the family, the Jean family first, and then Amber Geiger got up. Well, let's 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 talk about this. Let's open up the phone lines. All right. Oh, yes, because I got some more thoughts. I want to. I would do. Let's have. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a discussion. All right. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? All right. Now, um, I thought about this last night, and I, and I brought my my wife and my daughter, my oldest daughter. We talked about it. My daughter is one of those people. She's kind of like me, where she doesn't forgive anybody. And when I broke it down, with her, I explained the whole thing. At first, she was like, my daughter was like, I would never forgive. And then when I spoke to, her, I was like, look, and this is gonna be crazy. I bet people will be mad. Take out the fact that she was a police officer, right? Because her being a police officer really has nothing to do with it when, when she killed this man. She was off duty. She walked into an apartment that she thought was hers. She made a mistake, and she killed this brother. Was she wrong? Absolutely. Horribly. horribly. But she made a mistake. So will people forgive because she made a mistake? Now that's on you. 
you know, but she didn't necessarily intentionally try to kill this man, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. some people feel like it's iffy. Some people feel like, how could she have made such a mistake? How did this even happen? Did she plan to kill him? Did they know each other? Was this a premeditated situation? I don't, I don't know about the before. I'm talking about this after, okay? Because like, like when I look at that courtroom, mm -hmm. I, I say to myself, damn, when, when our whole life, the images they show us of authority figures are white, when we grow up worshiping a white Jesus, you will never rebel against any master that appears in the physical form of your oppressors. Nor will you ever see anything they do is wrong. And on the flip side, it's also impossible for the oppressors to not view themselves as God. And when they view themselves as God, they will always think they are, are right. Because in their mind, that's just the natural order of life. That's why they can persecute us and ask us to forgive them. And I just feel like, man, we got to break these spiritual and mental chains because when I saw that, it looked nuts to me. And, and I don't know if that's forgiveness. It just looked to me like, Massa, we sick, Massa. Master, we sick. Master, you going to jail. Like that, Master, bro. we going to jail. I ain't take Master, this we like just that. got 10 years, Master. We well, just got 10 years. Now, the, the, I don't want to critique somebody while they're grieving or tell them how they should grieve or shouldn't. And I will say they've been going through the judge this judge ain't grieving. And, yeah, but the like I said, officer, the, like I said, the way that that happened with the grieving. judge wasn't like she ran over and gave her a hug. It was Amber Geiger who jumped up well, to give her a hug. And she hesitated, lines. not sure what to do at that moment. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. And I ain't take it like that, Charlamagne. Now, the young man in South Carolina that killed, that shot up the church and, the, and, and oh, everybody in the church, Lord, they forgave? That's a little yes, different to did. me. That's not, a little not different. All, not, not all of them, though, because if you saw the Emmanuel AME movie, one of them brothers was like, Hell no, I don't forgive him. He killed my mom. Right, but like, they you know forgave. That's a little different. He had Lord all intentions to kill people. This one, not so much. But let's open up the phone lines. Let's have a conversation. 800-585-1051. triggering me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, the incident that happened yesterday. You want to explain it, Yes, Amber Geiger, the ex-cop from Dallas who killed Botham Jean, was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And that's when Brent Jean, who is Botham Jean's younger brother, jumped up and gave... Well, he didn't just jump up. He gave a statement where he forgave Amber Geiger and hopes that she does well and gave her a hug. Right. And some people are upset about that. They're upset that brother forgave. They're upset that the judge gave uh, the woman a hug. And that even upset that the court was rubbing officer the hair. was rubbing the lady's hair. So um, we're going to the phone line asking your thoughts. But before we do, what are your thoughts, Yee? Um, my thought is that I can't imagine how I react in a situation like that if that happened to, I have an older brother, to my own older brother. I can only imagine that in my head I try to make sense of it. And they've been going through this whole process for a year. It's been over a year since this occurred. And maybe he's gone through a lot of different emotions during that time. And for the sake of releasing his own burden, maybe that's how he feels at that time. Just because he doesn't want to weigh himself down with hatred and anger. That's how I looked at it. Follow me. Uh, listen, I'm not questioning anyone when they choose to forgive. I haven't reached that level of healing yet. I'm not whole enough yet to be so forgiving of people. Maybe if I continue to do the work in therapy, I'll get there, but I'm not there now. But I do realize black people seem to me to only be that forgiving to white people. We damn sure are not that forgiving of each other. And I just feel like this is what happens when you worship white Jesus all your life, okay? White Jesus is not your ally, black people. You will never rebel against any master that appears in the physical form of your impressors. It's impossible. And it's also impossible for the oppressor 
oppressors to not view themselves as God, and they will always feel like they are right right virtue and natural order even when they have done us wrong like in this situation i, I like to look at life a little differently I, I like to put myself in, in different situations and i put myself in that woman's situation me walking into an apartment that's not mine i see somebody i get nervous and i pull out my gun and i shoot somebody does that mean i deserve to go to jail for yes. 99 years no i should get a penalty i should get a penalty i should be charged for killing somebody but it was an accident you know what i mean i i am i was i would be it would be horrific for me to even think about me killing somebody, especially by accident. I don't think that that person deserves to go to jail for the rest of their life. Yes, there should be a punishment, and they believe that punishment is 10 years. Listen, um, we've, seen, we've seen cases where we've seen black women defending themselves, you know, against abusive partners, home intruders, whatever, and they've gotten 20, 30 years life. What's the difference between them and Amber Geiger? Yeah, I would have definitely given her a longer sentence. You know, think, they were, the, the prosecution was asking for 28 years. The fact that they were even considering the Castle Doctrine. The Castle Doctrine is supposed to protect homeowners right. from intruders. How could they even consider giving her the Castle Doctrine when she was the intruder in somebody else's house? Well, let's if go, that ain't privilege, I don't know what is. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ here. What's up? Turn your radio down, bro. What's going on, brother? I'm trying to die. I'm trying to die. Man, my thing, all right, it's, it's, you got to look at it. People feel... I feel the type of way about stuff like this, okay? All right, his family wanted to apologize for how, how what she did or whatever what she did made the case may be. But your boy, stop the slavery. Everything is not about slavery. She made a mistake. She went in the wrong house. She killed somebody. She got her time. Let her do her time. She going to grieve about her time and what she did. Not his family, family grieving about him being gone. They, they said they teach. Let the man live on. Let her do her time. She get out there to eat. Everything ain't about slavery, bro. That's a goddamn lie. You know what I'm saying? If you don't think that PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder is real, you a goddamn fool. 800-585-1051. We're asking your thoughts. Phone lines are wide open. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, uh, yeah, you want to give us an update of what we were talking about? Yes, we're talking about ex-Dallas cop Amber Geiger, who shot and killed Botham Jean when she went into his apartment, mistaking it for her own, is what uh, she claims happened, and shot and killed him. Now, the family was in court, and Botham Jean's younger brother, Brent Jean, actually gave a statement directly to Geiger and then gave her a hug. All right, well, as we're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, bro? Good morning. All right, man. I agree with Charlemagne and against y'all because everybody got their own opinion. Mm-hmm. One love to you, DJ. One love to uh, Yee. And one love to Charlemagne, man. So one clues, but I'm a piece for y'all, man. All right. You're not going to expand what, what you believe, but you, that's it. That's all you got. Oh, well, as far as what I believe, I just believe, man, that took us all the way back to the first slave. And I just wanted to say, man, it, to me, it feels like slavery is here because there was no justice in that whatsoever as far as... Uh, like me saying, I'm going to kill your mother and then come hug you right after that. So it was more sympathy for her mother that looked like she about to die any second. And I think maybe they cut a little deal or something like that. I don't know what the heck going on, man. That, that thing is crazy to me. So it just felt like maybe they cut a little deal under the table that nobody know about. Thank you, brother. And one thing I will say, Amber Geiger has taken complete responsibility for everything that she did. 
you know, and 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 this murder that was very tragic. Mm -hmm. She did take responsibility. Hello, and who's that She's in the wrong. Hello, who's this? Alex. Hey, Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Now, what are your thoughts, Alex? Well, my opinion about this situation is that she should, he should have um, forgiven her. He definitely should have forgiven her, and this is God's love that he displayed. But the thing is, is that institutionally, black people can't display that we love somebody in this capacity because of, of how it affects the rest of us. It's really uh, messed up the situation that we're in because we can't even display God's love because it screws everybody else up that's going through the same situation. Now, all these black people are online extremely upset with him and, and upset with the situation, and I am as well. I don't believe she's even remorseful like that. You know, to me, the judge hugging her was way over the top. But Lord the fact that she had inside of him the capacity to love her still was huge. And just, it made me feel like the same way, the way Nipsey's mother handled the situation. When she said she had perfect peace and she forgave his killer as well. I mean, this is how we're supposed to live. And black people as parents of this earth, this is how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. But we can't because it puts in, it puts us in the light of, oh, well, y'all can keep, excuse me, messing over us. Right. Y'all can yep. keep messing over us constantly, you know? So we got to do this stuff in private or we got to do it uh, you know, private discussion about it or whatever. You know, we've been talking about this on Facebook all last night, but this is how you're supposed to conduct yourself. We are supposed to love one another like God loves each and every one of us. We are. Yeah, but you know, the reason, Thank you, the reason the, I understand what yeah. she's saying, but I can't help but see situations like this and think to myself, this is the effects of Christian slaveholders using the Bible to justify things like slavery. Like, they would whip our ass, abuse us, rape us, persecute us, and then tell us to forgive them because not forgiving them would make God punish us. I mean, people people forgiving their, their own way. Would I be able to forgive? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But I, what I do know is I don't think that lady intentionally tried to kill that man. And I think that his brother, by forgiving, I think that shows a lot, man. I think that that's what we're supposed but, but to but do, right? Just the, but it's not just the supposed to show forgiving. It's, it's not just the brother forgiving. It's the judge hugging her and handing her a Bible. It's the, co it's the police officer stroking her head to comfort her. Like, I, I really feel like when, uh, when, when, you, when you go through your whole life seeing images of authority figures that are white, and when you grow up worshiping a white Jesus, you'll never rebel against any master that appears in the physical form of your oppressor. When you see these white folks, you see Jesus because that's what you grew up worshiping your whole life. I don't know if I see Jesus when I see white folks, but 800-585-1051. Let's take some more calls. Phone lines are crazy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, Amber Geiger a little bit and the whole case. You want to explain to people what's going on with with, with this whole case? Yes, Amber Geiger is the ex-Dallas cop who just got 10 years in prison. That's for murdering her neighbor, Botham Jean. She's white. He's black. She walked into his apartment by accident and shot and killed him. And in court, as she was sentenced, Botham Jean's younger brother, Brant Jean, gave his victim's impact statement, spoke directly to Geiger, forgave her, and also asked God for her forgiveness, asked God for forgiveness, told her she should ask God for forgiveness, and then gave her a hug. But isn't isn't that what we're supposed to do? Are, are we supposed to forgive people, especially if they make mistakes? I'm not saying that I can, but isn't that what we're taught to do? Isn't that what the Bible tells us to do? Man, that damn Bible. All right. Whoa. That's the same <laughs> well, Bible. That's that. the same Bible that slave masters use to control the goddamn slaves. So listen, I have no problem yeah. with forgiveness, but I swear it seems like, you know, we so forgiving of white folks when they do us wrong, but we love to cancel each other. That's what I see when I see situations like this. And I'm not questioning anyone when they choose to forgive. You know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, I haven't reached that level of healing yet. But I do realize that black people seem to me to only be that forgiving to white people. Because we damn sure are not that forgiving of each other. Nala. 
Good morning. Oh, my God. I got through to you guys. Good morning. Now, I, I, I'm reading your story, and it says that your, your niece was, was killed by gun violence? Yes. My niece, um, Alexandra Gomes, she was killed by gun violence. Mm-hmm. And she was just at the wrong place at the wrong time and got shot. She was 19 years old, mm. and the guy got caught. Wow. I would never be able to forgive him. Like, no, I wish he had gotten life, and he pled guilty and got 16 years. He'll be getting out soon. This was in 2008. Mm. So absolutely not. Like, I wouldn't be able to. Okay. Well, I'm and sorry for your like, loss, Mama. And you're doing thank just you, fine. Thank you. And you, you, I agree you, with Charlemagne. Like, somebody needs to speak to this. I understand he's grieving. Everybody grieves differently. But there's no way. It's, it was too soon. Like, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, okay. and people act like religion wasn't put here to control us and keep us from rebelling. I mean, you can go to a scripture like Ephesians 6, 5, where it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, just as you would obey Christ. Lord, have mercy. Hello, who's this? Tanya from Florida. Hey, Tanya, turn your radio down. Got it. Thank you. Now, what are your thoughts, Tanya? I agree with Charlemagne 100%. That entire thing was ridiculous. I do not have that much empathy. That person inflicted all that pain on me, and I'm supposed to hug them and say, I, you know... I understand. No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, thank you, Tanya. Right. I, I, thank and, you. And the, and the judge, the police officer, rubbing their head. Like I'm telling you, man, this was one of those. This was one of those massa. We sick, massa. We we going to jail for ten years, massa. Oh, massa, we getting locked up. Oh, massa, we is sorry. That's what that looked like to me. I just accept whatever Brand John needs to do to heal himself for losing his brother. And so, if that's what he wanted to do for him specifically, that's what it is. I know there's a lot of people who. Would never be able to do that. I don't know what I would do. I can't imagine myself hugging somebody and making that statement, but that's just myself. I don't know what I would do in that position. And if that's what he needed to do for himself to get rid of that burden on himself, then more power to him. And I agree, man. Whatever he has to do to to, 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 to allow his life to continue on and, and so he can have peace, I'm with that brother. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want us to condemn him whose brother passed away last year and was murdered last year uh, and that's what he had to do. Let, I want to let that brother just feel like, okay, that's what you needed to do. You do your thing. I haven't reached that level of healing yet, but it's wild to see a courtroom of black people acting like the woman, Amber Geiger, was the victim. That's, that was wild to me. And I don't know, and like, you know, if, if if you're saying that they hugged other people in the courtroom too, that's not what they're showing us in the media. Yeah, no, it's, in, show- it's in the media. You see, there's pictures uh, and video. She's hugging the whole family first. The judge hugs the whole Jean mm-hmm. family first. And then Amber Geiger actually gets up to give a hug, and the judge kind of hesitates. Well, and I then still, she I did. Still, I still have never seen a judge hug uh, uh, somebody that they sentenced, especially mm-hmm. to murder. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story, and this is just Charlemagne the God's moral of the story. I can't speak for nobody else in this room. But uh, to me, this is just what happens when you worship white Jesus all your life, okay? White Jesus is not your ally, black people. You will never rebel against any master that appears in the physical form of your oppressors. It is impossible. And it's also impossible for the oppressors to not view themselves as God, and they will always feel like they are right by virtue or natural order, even when they have done us wrong, like Amber Geiger did that brother Botham John wrong. Rest in peace to him. All right. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, now this is an odd story. Uh, Let's talk about Tiffany Haddish and one of her hookups that she talks about on Ellen DeGeneres, and that person is denying it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors to talk. Wendy Williams. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, Wendy Williams was talking about Jeremy Meeks, the hot felon who left his uh, left his woman and got with the top shop billionaire and then dumped her also. Anyway, just, you know, discuss, discussing that. Then Wendy Williams started talking about her own life and she talked about how you can tell she's talking about her ex-husband, Kevin, here and his mistress. Here's what happened. Kelvin. And I only said this as a joke about topics, you know, poke a hole in the condom and get pregnant. But that backfired on me, didn't it? <laughs> she regrets that mess, though. <laughs> Life is not what you think it is behind the scenes. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Homegirl is miserable. In the meantime, I'm over here, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. What you get? Whoa. Hey, Whoa. man. Okay. Salute to, Sh salute to Sharina Hudson, aka Big Baby. You know what I'm saying? That's Kelvin Hunter's baby's mother. I know she probably is miserable. Miserable. What you is know, going on? Why are you calling Big probably, Baby? Is that a nickname? That was her nickname. You know, B Baby probably can't never sleep because Kelvin Hunter always yelling. You know what I'm saying? Kelvin mad at his own situation, so he taking it out on Sharina. Sharina probably wants to leave, and Kevin telling her, "I lost everything because of you, yo." Lost everything because of you. You Not think the money's accountability tight? for nothing. You did that good. Oh, yeah, man. Money definitely tight. I'm sure money tight. You know, and you know he not taking accountability for nothing. So she, I, I would be miserable too. I understand, Sharina. All right, It'll well, be okay. Wendy is out, out here tomorrow. living her best life, and she actually was hanging out with your girl Tiffany Haddish, two of your homies hitting the town. So Tiffany Haddish and Wendy Williams, uh, they posted pictures together. Now Tiffany Haddish is in the news also because she is saying that she had a little hookup. With Chingy back in the day. Listen to her on Ellen DeGeneres. Have you ever dated a celebrity that the world doesn't know about? But was it really dating or did we just hook Chingy? It was a hookup. That was the early 2000s, y'all. I don't even know if that counts anymore. Well, of course it does. Okay, with you and Chingy. He's I like the way you do that right there. Right there. Well, t uh, Chingy took to social media and said, now at Tiffany Haddish knows damn well that's a lie. And since she lied, I'm going to tell the truth. She used to hook up with my brother, not me, but she liked me. Hey, if we're going to be honest, let's be honest. So, so her and her brother look alike? Her and his brother look alike? I don't know what his brother looks like. Oh. I mean, Tiffany wouldn't have no reason to lie on her vagina, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. Maybe you can't misunderstand. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can't misunderstand. What kind of misunderstanding? Ye? Tell me how misunderstanding can happen in this situation, Angela. Maybe she thought I his brother was him. Maybe they do look alike. Jesus Christ! Listen, very honorable of Chingy, um, not to claim it if it's not true, because he could easily use that to get hot. You know what I mean? Right. At least for the moment. I don't know why would you want to deny Tiffany Haddish, right? So maybe it didn't really happen. I don't know what went went down, but Tiffany hasn't I, responded back yet. I don't. I don't see. I've never, I've never seen a woman lie on her vagina in, in a case like that. Guys usually the ones lying now, on her vagina. Now, she did not say they had sex. It might have just been a little hookup. Maybe they kissed or something like that. But that when you say hookup, don't you usually think sex when you say hookup? No, it could be something a lot less than that. It could uh -oh. be y'all just made out. You know, hookup is not necessarily sex. He gave us some head. Can I say that? No. Well... All uh, right, we jumped that. Definitely okay. cannot say um, that. Now, Kylie oh, Jenner, in the meantime, yes. has been hanging out with Tyga. <clears throat> After her and Travis Scott just broke up, they're taking a break. And people are saying that it wasn't anything that was planned. I guess they have some mutual friends. They, ha they have been in touch off and on since they broke up in 2017, but Wait they don't talk often. You just break up with me today, and, into, and tomorrow you without you with the, the, the ex? That might be have been done on purpose. I feel like, you I know. I don't care those, how much money you got. Stay over there. You want to go back to your ex? I'm lying. You, with, you know with those Kardashian Jenners, you Billy know how they are. She might have been like, okay, Travis, you want to do you? Watch watch what I do. And let's be clear, Travis <laughs> got his own money too. He may not have a billion dollars, but Travis is bro. doing just He's doing fine. great.
Yeah, he's okay? doing great. And, so, and that's very disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? We break up for a split second and we got a child together and you just go see your ex all of a sudden? That means you've been thinking about your ex the whole time? Well, Word. now, according to sources, though, it wasn't a hookup with just the two of them. It was a mutual friends thing. So Nope. Nope. <laughs> then they said they allegedly went to the do? studio after? What should she nope. do? Leave? Yes. Yes. As soon as she see him in there, she was like, you know what? Let me get out of here because I know how this can be misconstrued. You know it's going to be a photo op? Nope. Get out of Dodge. Or she might be like, okay, you want to play me? Watch what I do. All right. Nah. Well, you, you stay over there. Well, according to sources, their breakup was amicable. Kylie and Travis Scott. It wasn't a cheating scandal. There was no big fight. They just had been doing so much so quickly. They had a very long honeymoon phase, love, touring, going on vacations, raising their daughter. I want Travis to get half. And I think Travis deserves <laughs> get, spousal support. They're not married. Okay? They're not married? No. There got to be some common law marriage in California or something. I think Travis deserves half <laughs> for all his pain and suffering. Okay. And they got a child together that's beneath spousal support and child support for Travis Scott. It's crazy how just a couple of weeks ago it was like, oh, hey, they're getting hey, married. Hey, and now. Hey. Huh? What? You all right? All no. right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor <laughs> report. You all right over there? Nope. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to then? You know. Your Uncle Shala always says the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And I need a young lady named Maya Autry to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word for her. Uh, if you know Maya Autry, I really want Maya Autry to get, get some help more than anything. But I got to tell you the story for after the hour. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, uh, Ed Sheeran, donkey of the day for Thursday, October 3rd, goes to a young 32-year-old woman named Maya Autry. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you at least two to three times on this radio every week? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And Maya Autry is no exception. She's from the Bronx. I don't even know where to start with this story. I don't even know how to approach this level of crazy. So let me just begin by telling you the story. It was a warm and sunny Saturday in the Bronx. Maya, whose friends say she has gone off the rails in the past couple of years, decided she wanted to go to the Bronx Zoo. As Maya is walking through the Bronx Zoo, she starts posting clips on her IG story. She posted, and I'm going to read it just how she typed it. She says, I really have not fear of nothing breathing. Animals can feel love just like humans, in all capital letters. Now, when a person is posting things like that, what is prompting her to say these things? Why is she telling the world that animals can feel love just like humans? Well, let's go to ABC7 New York for the report to hear what she did. Out of the Bronx Zoo, where a woman rather unsmartly climbed into the lion's exhibit, came face to face with the animal, and then appeared to tease it with her dance moves. Well, the woman wasn't hurt, but talk about lucky. And now cops are investigating. This is where the video was taken. You can see there's no glass here, but there is a giant moat. That moat is about 14 feet deep. It's one of the safety barriers intended to keep the animals separated from the people. The woman seemed to be standing right here and the lion on his side of the moat. The woman wasn't injured. Someone reported the incident to zoo officials who released this statement that reads in part, this action was a serious violation and unlawful trespass that could have resulted in serious injury or death. We have a zero tolerance policy on trespass 
and violation of barriers. Now, I don't know what kind of weed they're selling in the Bronx. Because in this video, she was definitely smoking weed before she did what she did. But this is why y'all have to stop smoking weed named after wild animals. Okay, why would you smoke something called Silverback Gorilla? Why would you smoke something called Walrus Kush? Why would you smoke something called Black Mamba? Why would you smoke something called White Rhino? Why would you smoke something called Pitbull? Now, I know Pitbulls aren't in the zoo, but they might need to be. All right, you smoke weed that's named after wild animals and go to the zoo, you start thinking you a wild animal your damn self, all right? Smoke some weed named after a wild animal. Watch the live-action version of The Lion King. Now you just can't wait to be king, all right? Do you know in one of the videos, she went into the giraffe enclosure and wrote, literally, I have the same diet as a giraffe. First of all, I don't know if you have the same diet as a giraffe, Maya, but you definitely were as high as giraffe vagina. Now, a lot of her friends are saying that she has snapped over the past couple of years. There's some concerns that there may be some mental health issues. Uh, clearly, something is wrong because, to me, this is suicidal behavior. All right? This young woman needs help. I don't think she should be arrested for trespassing because that's what the police in the Bronx are looking for her for right now. I believe she needs to be picked up and given a psychological evaluation because any person that jumps in a lion enclosure and says, I really have not fear of nothing breathing, animals can feel love just like humans, that lion does not love you more than it loves to eat. That's what I need her to know. All right, you lucky that lion was not hungry. Or maybe that lion really was Mufasa and had some compassion and empathy for your nut ass because I need to tell the rest of us something. She said animals can feel love like humans. As if her showing love would have kept her from being lunch if that lion was hungry. Understand this. If you expect the world to be fair with you because you are fair, you're fooling yourself. That's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat the lion. Let me tell you something, Maya. If you place your head in a lion's mouth, then you cannot complain one day if it happens to bite it off. You're lucky you're not dead right now. And now that you have lived to see another day, we need you to get some help, okay? If you know Maya, encourage her to get some help. I really wish the police weren't looking for her for trespassing because she's not a criminal. All right? The only person she seemed to be a threat to was herself. So let's approach this situation a little different, okay? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is a crime, you know, technically because of the trespassing, but she clearly needs some help. Now, before I give her the biggest hee-haw, let's play a game of Guess What Race It Is! <laughs> All right. I know Envy is waiting for this one. I'm ready for this one. Okay, I'm going to give you the few clues. All okay. right. All right. Maya Autry, the Bronx, the BX baby, mm -hmm. smoking a little weed, jumps in a lion enclosure, uh, starts sending out quotes like, I am one with the animals. Okay. Guess what race it is? So with me or ye? So uh, you, but you were so excited. Ahead, You're excited. All right, all right, all right. Now I've been breaking this down. I've been writing everything down, writing the clues down. <laughs> I am at one with the Pete with the animals, right? That's a yes. white person phrase. Don't go white yet, though. Jumps in the cage with a lion. That's a white person thing, right? Okay, okay. Eats like a giraffe. That's a white person thing. Definitely. This is what threw me off. Listening to Big Pun. She was listening to Big Pun. Not that white people I, I, don't listen to Big Pun. I didn't, uh, but she I is didn't, from the Bronx, I, I, right? I didn't, play, I didn't play that part yet. I, didn't. I, I heard that part. Oh, okay. All right. But I heard her listening to Big Pun and Al. That don't mean nothing. No, hip-hop is pop culture now. All right. Hip-hop is What universal. song? It depends. What song was it? Was it an album it was, cut it was, or was nah, it single? It was, it was still not a player remix. It was, yeah, it was like, not a player remix, right? Oh, okay. So with all that being said, other than the post, where the post where she posted seems a little like an urban post, I would have to say, Wait, what? I'll punch you in your face if you say the word urban. 
Did you just say it sound like an urban post? Yeah, black post. Yeah, black. So you like with black slang. Yeah, urban oh, slang. Really, yeah, Amy black really, doesn't equal urban. Well, you know what I mean. Oh. Sounds like somebody would have posted. Sounds like me. Page. But anyway, yes, but white you, people. All right, your people. No, now, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yee, yee. You ain't Dominican no more. You white. Yee. Yes. Maya Autry, the Bronx, smoking weed, jumps in a lion enclosure and a giraffe enclosure. Guess what race it is? I'm a guess that she was white because we not jumping in no cage. That's but. what I said. Period. Eat like okay. a giraffe and a one with the with the animals. That's right. white. Okay. Well, we have we do have a clip of Maya Autry talking. Uh, this is a big clue. I should have played it earlier. I think it may have helped y'all with y'all decisions. Can we hear Maya Autry? I'm in the Bronx right now. You already know it's lit. It's Queen Empress Maya Louie Israel, right? This weekend is my birthday weekend. I was born 9.30. So shout out to 9.30. September 30th, we in the building. All the Libras is lit. We in the building. Shout out to the Bronx. We in the building. Shout out to Big Palm. We in the building. It's lit. Gang, gang. Bronx, we in the building. Happy birthday to me. Now I'm about to go around with Mother Nature. And all the good part of our life. Welcome to heaven. See, why you ain't say gang gang? Yeah, she's definitely white. You ain't envy. Before y'all turn y'all test in, y'all can change y'all answers. I'm changing my answer. She said gang gang is going to be lit. (laughs) I'm going to F with the animals. Come on, bro. She's black now. Uh, No. I'm going to say she's mixed. Mixed? She She said gang gang is about to be lit. I'm going to go out on a limb. And say this is pure nigga. Powerful surgery at work. Please let Remy Ma give Maya Autry the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Oh, I love us. I can't believe I got that wrong. Oh, I love us even when we just so goddamn stupid. Oh my goodness. Wow. Can I see your picture of Hope? Please. I bet you Envy looking at her picture saying, yeah, she re- she looks really urban. How does she hop the gate? She's pretty tall. Wow. All right. I was wrong. I, I admit I was wrong. All right. Ask you, is are you ripping up your test? Yes, man. I got that one wrong. <laughs> what did he rip up his test? Come on now. A person jumping to a, 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 lion, a lion's den? Who does that? Envy, you don't recognize urban like you used to. <laughs> I think man. what threw me off was um, what the one with the animal thing because he didn't say it like how he should have said it. What? What you mean? You know, I didn't know it was like her birthday. I didn't know she screamed out gang gang. She said gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> when she screamed out gang gang, I was oh, like, man. that's it right there. All right. Anyway, Asky is next. 800-585-1051. What we doing is Asky differently. What we doing, ye? Uh, so yesterday we had a caller call in and it was alarming to me. And she was talking about a situation that has to do with domestic violence. All right. And we do have a clinical psychologist, Dr. Jasper, who helps me out a lot. Sometimes there's things that's above me that I know people need help immediately that's professional. And so I'm going to have him give his take because I actually referred her to him yesterday. All right. So it's about to be lit. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. And today is a little bit different today because we have uh, some updates of some people that called previously, right, Yee? Yes, we had a caller yesterday, and she's in an abusive relationship with her child's father. They have a, a young child together. And here is an update of what happened on that call yesterday. So I have this ex. 
and we've been kind of, I guess, dating for like about a year and a half now, and we actually have like a, a four-month-old son. Okay. But I really need to break up with him because at this point, like, the relationship is getting abusive. Mm. Oh, so he's physically but, putting his hands on you? Not frequently. At first, it was just a whole lot of verbal things, like mm. saying some of the deepest shit I've ever heard anybody say to me. And then, like, um, once when I was pregnant, I, you know, I had I just had surgery, and me and him got into it, and um, he like pulled me by my hair, no, and smacked me. Wow. So that was like the first time that like he's like actually like but hit me. Mm-hmm. And then we just got into it about a week ago, and um, he punched me, like, in oh my Oh, my table. God. All right, well, now we have Dr. Jasper on the line. Now, I did refer her to Dr. Jasper, who has spoken with her. And, you know, just not to, to give away too much of what their conversation was about, Dr. Jasper, there's a lot of women who are going through similar things where they're in a situation where they feel like they're stuck with somebody who maybe they have a child together or maybe they feel like they're in love and that person is physically abusive to them. And we've seen that happen sometimes to family members or people close to us. And sometimes we feel like, what can we do when we're in that situation or we know someone in that situation? So today, I want to talk about some actionable steps that people can do when they feel stuck. What's up, Doc? What up? What's going on? So now you spoke to this, you spoke to this lady. Now what's going on, man? Well, I, I spoke to her, and, and without going in great detail, I, I think probably better to speak to what Angela was talking about a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things that, that people can do. Uh, first thing I want to say is that everybody's situation is different. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, physical abuse is, is physical abuse. And, and I'm not here to talk about, you know, sort of the levels, whether it's a smack, a kick, a punch, something like that. But what I mean is there are a lot of different reasons that people stay in these relationships. Mm-hmm. So... The first thing we need to do is, it, you know, we're quick to judge somebody. I can't believe that person is in this type of situation. Right. You know, I can't believe you're going to stay. You're stupid for staying. You're a dummy. It's not making sense. So it's very quick to shame, judge, or critique somebody in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. And as hard as that may be, that's something that we definitely shouldn't do. Right. You know, the, the first thing we need to do is offer some level of support. Some of it is about listening and trying to get a better understanding of what's going on. And maybe through that, they will tell you or show you why they're staying. And a lot of people are too ashamed. You don't want to tell somebody that this happened to you because you feel ashamed that you allowed it to happen or you feel like you deserved it. Listen, some women walk around feeling like they deserved it. That's the way that, and not not just women, let me say men and women, Mm -hmm. walk around feeling like they deserved it they go as far as to think that they can save the person. Right. Because it's my fault. I can help this person. Sometimes um, they may break down crying, yeah. like, I have a problem. Yeah. Don't yeah. leave me. Work with me. I'm a work in progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so there, there are a lot of things that go on there, and everybody's circumstance is different. The caller yesterday has a small child, so there's some pressures there associated with staying because we have a child together, a very small right. child together. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and we want to be a family. So there are a lot of things that happen in those circumstances. You know, that doesn't mean you can't be honest with the person. You can be honest with someone without judging them or shaming them, right? And then you can also talk to them about things like safety. What's a safety plan? Mm -hmm. You know, if you are intending to leave, here are some of the steps. Here's where you can go for some support. Maybe you can offer up a level of support because some of these folks, aren't leaving because it's as simple as 
I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't I have the finances. Him. He's working. He supports us. What if he cuts off our financial support? And I need to be here because if not, my child is going to be out on the street. All day. He's, he or she is controlling the bread. Like, I don't have any paper. I can't afford to leave. Mm -hmm. Right? I've been isolated from my family. Right? I have family members who don't want to deal with me because I've allowed my partner to isolate me from from you, from them. So what is so what are some actionable things that we can do? So let's just say I'm in a relationship with somebody. Financially, I feel like I need to be there because we have a kid together. We live together. He handles most of the bills. And sometimes people feel like physical abuse is how somebody shows that they love you. Actionable meaning the person who's showing support or the person who's experiencing it. The person who's experiencing it. What can I do? Like, what, what are some things I can do when I feel like I don't have the finances? I don't want to tell my family members. I feel like I love this person and that he loves me, but he just has a problem. What are some things that, some steps that I can start to take or things that I can tell myself? Part of what you can do is start immediately getting help, right? If nothing else, there are a lot of support hotlines that are out there. The domestic abuse hotline exists. Uh, that telephone number is 800-799-SAFE. So that, that's the first step. And they give a lot of great advice on what to do next. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. The second thing you do, you do is develop a safety plan. And this is going to sound crazy. It has to be very detailed and specific. And some of this you have to do without the partner knowing about it. Because, of course, that may create some cause for concern right. or some retaliation. So you almost have to move... You know, and this is not being funny, but you almost have to move like you're in a witness protection program. Mm -hmm. Be able to set aside some finances on your own to be able to make that move. Be able to set aside a housing plan if that's something that you want to do. Be able to talk to some individuals who provide you a level of support. So if there is a time that you need to leave, you can call upon those individuals and say, hey, the time is now. I'm going to need you to help me move my stuff, move me to a safe, undisclosed location, mm -hmm. you know, maybe pick my children up from school. Right. If that's the case, in terms of actionable items that can be done. Now, of course, you can always encourage that individual or you all as a couple to, to get help, to participate in treatment. All right, well, ho hold up. We'll talk more with the doc when we come back, all right? Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's Ask Ye. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking to Dr. Jasper. Now, if you just joined us, a young lady called a couple of weeks ago and had a problem in her relationship. Let's play a clip of that call. So I have this ex, and we've been kind of, I guess, dating for like about a year and a half now, and we actually have like a, a four-month-old son. Okay. But I really need to break up with him because at this point, like, the relationship is getting abusive. Mm. Oh, so he's physically but, putting his hands on you? Not frequently. At first, it was just a whole lot of verbal things, like mm. saying some of the deepest shit I've ever heard anybody say to me. And then, like, um, once when I was pregnant, I, you know, I had, I had just had surgery, and me and him got into it, and um, he like pulled me by my hair, no, and smacked me. Wow. So that was like the first time that like he's like actually like but hit me. Mm -hmm. And then we just got into it about a week ago, and um, he punched me, like, in oh my, my table. God. Yeah, we're in the middle of Ask Yee. All right, we have Dr. Jasper on the line. Now, Yee, you got a question? 
Yes, Dr. Jasper, is there ever time you would advise somebody to stay with someone that's put their hands on them, or do you think that's always a deal breaker? you got to break up. I'm going to be honest with you, Yee. I can't answer that question. Mm -hmm. You know, me personally and not professionally, I would instantly say no. I would instantly personally say, I don't think there's ever a time that you stay with someone who consistently puts their hands on you, right? And people may say, yeah, they're one-off circumstances. You know, we all have been in relationships and things get out of control and there's some one-offs that occur where things may get physical. You know, your lady, your man, well, you know, I, I'm going to talk as a man. Your lady trying to put her hands on you maybe and you want to stop because she's angry at you and we talk about it and that's not a consistent circumstance. Mm-hmm. That may be a little different as long as it's not perpetual. But I don't, I, you know, professionally, I would say that if it's something that has happened on a consistent basis, then there's never a relationship that you should stay in. Well, I just want to thank you, Dr. Kendall Jasper, for always being there. I know you've helped out a lot of our listeners who I've referred to you. And how can people find you just in case they can't get through on the line here and they want to know where they can go for some help? Because I know you've been really instrumental, you and your team. Uh, shout out to Kanan as well for making sure that people get the help that they need or even just helping people talk through certain situations. And uh, you've been great uh, to us and to our listeners. So I want to thank you for that. But how can people reach you? They can reach me at Doc and the Dude at D-O-C-N-D-A-D-U-D-E. Um, and that's my social media handles. Or they can email me at Doc and the Dude 1 at gmail.com. All right. So Doc and the Dude, D-O-C-N-D-A, Dude. All right. Thank yes, you so D-O-C-N-D-A-D-U-D. much. And we appreciate you for uh, continuing to be a... I want to tell you guys, thank mm-hmm. you. And, and let me just end with this real quick, right? One out of three women deal with some form of unwanted physical sexual type of um, advances, right? 25% of our population, female population, are in situations uh, where they're dealing with physical abuse. And it's about 13% for men. That's a lot of people. Right. That is. It's a lot. It's a lot of folks. So this is something that we need to consistently talk about and create safe spaces for people who are experiencing these things. No, I agree with you. I've had to deal with you know, my own situations with people around me and their situations. And so it's important for us to have patience with each other, to not judge each other and not shame each other, like you said. All day. All right. Thank you, Dr. Jasper. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. You too, Nebra. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Usually we do relationship advice, but today Yee just wanted to do an update. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about uh, the Kardashians and the Jenners. I guess, you know, the two of them are equally famous now. Oh, oh, oh. Is Kylie back with Tiger? Is Kylie back with Tiger? Well, no. We're going to talk about a new venture that they are launching. All right. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Gee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tiffany Haddish. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Gee on the Breakfast Club. Now, we told you earlier about Tiffany Haddish. She was on Ellen DeGeneres' show, and she talked about hooking up with a celebrity that no one knew about, and she said that celebrity was Chingy. Well, Chingy went on social media and said, now, Tiffany Haddish knows damn well that's a lie, and since she lied, I'm going to tell the truth. She used to hook up with my brother, not me, but she liked me. Hey, if we're going to lie, let's be honest. Well, just this morning, about 20 minutes ago, Tiffany Haddish responded, 
And she said, no, honey, I hooked up with them, with him, then his brother. Dang, I wish I still had my two-way pager. So Dropping the clues bombs for Tiffany Haddish. Damn. She said, all right, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Look, man, my, my sister don't give a damn. I dig that because men, men have been doing that to women forever. You know what I'm saying? I smashed her and her friend. Well, she I didn't say smashed, by the way. I just want to clarify. The hookup does not mean you say? smashed. She said she hooked up. That could I don't just know mean. What means. It could just hookup. mean kissed. It could just mean made out. It could mean it doesn't have to mean y'all had sex. You think it's a bunch of grown people sitting around talking about who they kissed when they was young? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I Ellen think, DeGeneres I said that. Smash, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres asked the question: Was there anybody that you ever did it? And this was also like almost twenty years ago. So. That could have been what happened. I just don't want to say they had sex if that's not gotcha. what explicitly was said. What if said. she said both of them just ate me? At- oh, I can't say that. You can't say that. Right. What but, if she said that? Well, she didn't, but, oh. you know, we don't know what it is. But, both of them just put their face in it. There you go. All say, right. I like the way you eat it right there. Right there. We know you're a big Chingy fan, Charlamagne. Now, let's talk about Erica Campbell. <laughs> and she was on the Chairman Hall Show, and she talked about forgiving. We've been talking about forgiveness so much this morning. Forgiving her husband's infidelity. Here's what she said. He told me that he had been unfaithful and he told me that it had been years back and he thought that if he just stopped and just kept moving forward, it would be fine. And he said he didn't have peace and he couldn't rest. And so we talked about it and um, it got dark, of course. Okay, I'm good. I'm out. I can do this by myself. But then I began to think about my commitment and what I said to God and how I said for better or for worse. And I, I asked myself, is he a mistake or did he make a mistake? And I believe he was a good man that made a mistake. All right. She said she thinks he's a good man who made a mistake. And on that topic of uh, forgiveness, yeah. uh, Tyler Perry talks about forgiving his abusive father. And Tyler Perry also talks about the power of faith. He's on the cover of People magazine. And he discusses the uh, love from his mother. And he also discusses how they both endured abuse from his father, Emmett Perry. Him being a functional alcoholic, the the thing is, he would he he had an incredible work ethic, and I I promise I believe I get my work ethic from him. He worked day and night, rain, sleet, snow, didn't matter, as a as a contractor, a subcontractor framing houses. But in the evening, come home and get drunk. Most of the times during the week, because he was working, it was pretty quiet. But the weekends were when the hell would start. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, he would just be a whole other person. Listen, salute to Tyler Perry. Uh, that is a black man that I definitely had wrong, and I did not appreciate him and his contributions to the culture when I was younger. But man, is he the one to study now that I'm old and got some damn sense. But, right. But, but, I, but with Erica Campbell, isn't that all of us as men? Aren't all of us good men who make mistakes for the most part? Not always. Some of I us are. And, and, some, would, of y'all, and some of y'all some of have a pattern of behavior and it's not just a mistake. You forgive yeah, somebody and then they keep on doing it over and over correct. and over again. And that happens also. You know, it's just a risk you have to take. If well, listen, you take somebody need, back, you don't know if it's a one-time mistake nope. or if it's a continuing pattern of behavior. I need you to forgive me the way you forgive Amber Geiger. All right, okay? I made a mistake. All right? And so some cases deserve forgiveness and some don't. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing along with you. I'm, I'm going by your logic. If, if I made a mistake, and I, even if, I, if it was a big mistake... I deserve to be forgiven, right? Forgiveness also doesn't mean that you have to stay with the person. It just means I forgive you for what you did to me. All I'm simply saying is I feel like I, I, I have, I'm a good man who has made some mistakes in my life. Right. I forgive as, as, as a husband. I forgive, I forgive every guy who ever cheated on me. Andy, I just don't want to be with them no more. Talking. I said I forgive you. What are you talking about? No, I think you need to raise your hand with me. I raise my... Look, why are, are we you talking a good about old stuff? Why are we talking about me? this old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> why are we going to talk about old stuff? Let's well, move on. Yes, I was talking about Tyler Perry. Good, it's gracious. Okay. Now, Tyler Perry um, also says that 
this whole uh, situation, he actually feels like the abuse and everything is what led to him getting involved with writing and getting lost in his imagination. I didn't realize it at the time, but that's where um, my gift to write came from. It was in the heartache, in the hell, in the pain, be it sexual abuse, whatever was happening at the time, in my mind, I could go and be somewhere else. Now, looking at where I am now, that's where I go to write. People, you know, Oprah calls me a savant, affectionately, because I'll sit and I'll write the 25 episodes of the shows in two weeks. She's like, how do you do that? How do you sit and do that? And it's because of that happening to me as a child, using my imagination, I could create these worlds and stay there for hours. Now, Tyler Perry says that he has forgiven his father, and he also has learned that Emmett wasn't even his biological father. He learned that when he was 41 years old. I think it's easier to forgive parents because you realize that parents be dealing with their own issues as well. Like, you know, I think about my father. He, you know, dealt with substance abuse issues and mental health issues. So, you know, when you realize that, you realize he was just doing the best he could. Yeah, there's no manual for raising kids. You know what I mean? You just try to figure it out. All right, and uh, WeTV is prepping another reality show, and this one is about Hollywood parents, since y'all talking about parents. So according to the Jasmine brand, they exclusively have reported that Ray J and Princess Love will be on the show, along with their daughter, Melody. Masika will also be on the show. She has a daughter with Fetty Wap. And Too Short and his daughter, you know, we just told you he had a daughter for the first time, his first kid at the age of 53. Mm -hmm. They'll be on the show as well. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. I want to say happy born day to the Reverend Al Sharpton, too, man. Drop one of the clues bombs for Reverend Al. Today is his born day. Reverend Al, okay, what up? Don't forget to drop the bomb drum. I'm sure he's in the gym right now. What up, Reverend Al? Nah, he, the, the Rev was in the gym two, three hours ago. Oh. I was looking at his IG. Oh. And listen, salute to Variety Magazine, too, man. They put me on the uh, 2019 New Power of New York list, all right? Drop one of the clues bombs for Variety Magazine. I appreciate that. If you get a chance, go check out that list on Variety.com. All right. Well, Revolt, and congrats on that list. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, very uh, great conversation earlier about Amber Geiger and, and, and the situation. Again, rest in peace to the Jean family. Jean. Again, rest in peace to the Jean family. Very sad, very, very sad. I could never yeah. imagine losing a, a brother, a sister, a family member, or anything like that. Very, very sad. Yes, and I, 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 I still believe that this is Christianity's impact on the African descendants of slaves. You know what I mean? I mean, the impact that Christianity did on slaves back in the day will never cease to amaze me. And that PTSD, that post-traumatic slave disorder has been passed on to us because we love our oppressors regardless of what they do to us. It seems to me like we only forgive white folks, but we cancel each other all day, every day. And in that courtroom, I saw a, hey, yes, master, we we sick, master, we going to jail for 10 years, master, type situation. That's what I saw. That's just me, though. All right, well, when we come back, we got your positive note, don't move, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning. On the plane. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Oh, yes, and indeed. we got a um, shout out to Charlemagne. He made this new power of New York list of 2019, according to Variety. So, congratulations to that. Uh, Janet Mox on the list, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Jesus Amaro, Craig Melvin, Edward Norton, Scarlett Johansson, Tamron Hall, Kiki Palmer, and Charlemagne. Okay, dope. Congratulations. Yeah, salute, salute, salute to my guy, Jesus Amaro. Salute to Craig Melvin, too. You know, Craig Melvin is a, is a product of South Carolina. When I was doing radio on Hot 103.9 in Columbia, South Carolina, where we're syndicated on now, Craig was doing 
the news on WIS-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. And back then in 2004, the state newspaper in Columbia listed me and Craig as two of the top people under the age of 30 in the arts in South Carolina. And now we on this 2019 Power of New York list together. So it's very interesting how, how, how God works, how things come full circle. So salute to my guy, Craig Melvin. I will never release the pictures of you in the club with me on my birthday parties from back in the day, Craig. I'm going to keep that tucked. Great. All right. Wow. All right. Well, you got a positive note? Yes. Uh, the positive note is timing is everything. If it's meant to happen, it will at the right time for the right reasons. Always trust God because God's timing is perfect. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?